I'm Mouse Jones. I'm Nat Wilds. I'm Flora. And we are live next door. This special episode of Guys Next Door is presented by Martel Blue Swift and ACAS Creative. Martel Blue Swift is the first spirit drink made of cognac VSOP, then finished in bourbon casks, a true innovation of the category. This is just one example of how the brand has been redefining conventions for over 300 years. They want to help inspire people to create their own path and open doors for others to do the same. So that's what we're doing here today with writer, comedian and actress Yamanika Sanders as we discuss the growing landscape of black comedy. Welcome back, welcome back, welcome back, welcome back, welcome back. Happy Monday, happy Monday. And also, go. happy Black History Month. Happy Black History uh-huh. Month. <laughs> happy Black History Month. That's pretty black. Yeah. That is pretty black. It's about to get even blacker this episode. <laughs> but uh, in the meantime, uh, like y'all heard Max say early and like we said just now, uh, these episodes are brought to you. Today's episode as well is brought to you by the good people at Martell Blue Swift. Blue Swift. I'm learning a lot of things about liquor this month. Yeah. You want to know something funny about cognac that a lot of people don't know? Tell me. Cognac is actually made from grapes the same as wine. So it's actually considered a wine. So, so technically, is it a smoothie? Continue on, Mouse. I can't. We're not going to do it's this not, today. We're not, not doing It's not this. a smoothie. No, it's not a smoothie. Continue on. <laughs> uh, but like we say each and every week, make sure, make sure, make sure that you subscribe to us on iTunes, Guys Next Door, wherever you listen to podcasts. But specifically, if you're listening on Apple, uh, make sure that you subscribe, rate, and leave a comment. What kind of subscription? Uh, a, a podcast subscription. Yes. What kind yeah. of uh, what, what, what kind of comment? A nice one. Or evil one. Doesn't matter. Just leave the comment. We love the effort. We love the effort. What kind of rating, though? Five stars. A five star. We're yeah, very yeah. specific in what we ask for. The Bible says, ha <laughs> Ooh. You have not because you ask Don't start. Not. Don't start. sha ma 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 We can oh, start. Oh. Hey. Yeah. Shada-ba-ho-ho. Yamanika-ho. shada See? You don't even know. Look, you didn't even see what I just did there. No. Shama-ha-ha. ha Uh-huh. Yes, the Lord. Yes, Lord. You have not, because mm-hmm, you ask not. Mm-hmm. So I'm asking Roshabaha for a five star mm-hmm, rating. Oh, <laughs> yes, Lord. glory. Jesus be a five star rating. <laughs> uh, make sure you subscribe to our YouTube uh, Guys Next Door podcast. Make sure you head over to Patreon, patreon.com backslash. Guys Next Door Pod. Make sure you pick up your keys, become a patron today. Last but not least, make sure you follow us on all social media platforms, Guys Next Door Pod. And if you want to continue the conversation on Twitter, make sure you use the hashtag Guys, guys Next, Next Door. Door. Yep. Let's get into today. I'm very excited about today's episode. As I've been all month. Why? Because we're talking to black people yeah, yeah. about black history month and black things that they black doing. I love it. I actually love it. And you know, I think I think you you a lot of people joke joke around and say that you know Mouse Jones is is like a part comedian. Like if 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 Mouse Jones was like a an ethnicity, he's part comedian. That's <laughs> that's what I would that's what I would say. He's so part. I'm half black, half comedian. Yeah, yeah. That's, that's that's a fact. That's a fact. So it's like always great. 
I feel like that would be offensive if a white person said it. <laughs> like it's one of those things that if a white person said, it, I'd be like, "Yo, what are you saying, my boy?" Yeah, yeah. That's but because true. you're you you're saying it as as a black person, I, I'm yeah. I'm gonna take it. I mean, it's Black History Month. I, 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 everything goes. Everything um, goes. <laughs> Especially this beautiful pink Kango hat. Yes. Son, it's fire. This Kango hat is fire. <laughs> if you're wondering who we're talking to, we're talking about. Yamanika Sanders. Yamanika, welcome to the guys welcome. next door. Thank you. Thank you. It's uh, Saunders, but oh. we don't even use the last name. We don't, so, okay. You, it's all it, good. I had, to, I had to mess something up. I had to mess <laughs> something up. <laughs> no, everybody thinks it's Sanders because I'm black. It's black and Sanders. That is very true. That is very, very true. <laughs> you know, but my people were owned by Irish people. So, like, <laughs> you know. As That's were as were mine, as were mine. I'm a strong Jones, so we were yes, absolutely. Yeah, those those Irish had us. <laughs> All <laughs> right, we might be related then. <laughs> we just might. You never know. You never know. Well, it is a pleasure to have you here virtually. It's happening. Mm-hmm. How 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 have you been? How has how have you been dealing and being funny during this pandemic? Uh man, it's. I haven't stopped working. I'm like, what pandemic? <laughs> that, that <laughs> she turned a the pandemic into a pandemic. You heard? Because <laughs> I'm the type of comic. I'm like, who died? Oh, I'll take their spot. Um, <laughs> 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 you know. Oh, oh. oh, this is the type of episode. Okay. This is going to be fun. Yeah, this is oh. what we're in for today. Okay. They, oh, man. They, they did right by this one. I'm glad. Yeah, it's, it's, it's yeah. been good. I mean, it's been good. Like, you know, we have a, I think we're hitting the second one. So I don't know how this one will go. I think people realize the first time they didn't, weren't prepared. I think this second go round that we seem to be hitting in comedy is a little more, you know, like we don't have to stress out and do all these shows and, mm-hmm. you know, be in so many places we can just relax. So I'll see how the second one goes. Yeah. Were you uh, a part of that Zoom comedy movement that was going on where people were just performing in front of their camera it was i went to a couple of zoom shows (laughs) no it ain't for me it's not for me because i am too like it i'm i'll hurt your feelings right (laughs) so if if people aren't paying attention if you know if this thing was happening in the background and i can hear like i'm definitely gonna cuss you out and then it's no longer funny yep yeah. So, you know, I think, but, you know, my hat's off to people who could do it. And that was good. You know, it, I think Zoom comedy, I'm, some people may disagree with me, but I think doing comedy through Zoom mm-hmm. is more for people who have a set set. Yes. That kind of like goes and bop, 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 bop. That way, if there's any distraction, you already kind of, and I don't operate like that. So mm-hmm. it's to each their own. I didn't, I didn't, um, you know, put anybody down for doing it. I personally just did interviews. So if people wanted to talk to me, we can do a funny interview. You know, we can chat back and forth. But, you know, I don't want so many windows open. And mm-hmm. Yeah, that, it know. gets distracting. It gets distracting from what you what you, what you you actually do. I'm about to say, because from what I've seen, you're, you're more of a comedian who's, who, who, yes, you have, you have your, I guess you have your jokes, the ones that you use, but, you pull from the crowd, like what, whatever the energy that you're getting, whoever you see in the crowd, that's kind of how you, what you pull from, right? Who? Uh, well, yeah, I mean, I definitely pull from that energy. I have a mm-hmm. wealth of, of, of material. That's what I about to say, yeah, yeah. From. Yeah, it depends on what I feel about them. So, mm-hmm. you know, definitely the audience gets, 
I, you know, I've been doing stand up for a long time, over 20 years. So I'm not doing, it's not like I'm having bad shows, but I definitely know there's crowds that have enjoyed me <laughs> because they've also been fun. Right. You yeah. know, or even the crowds that are not necessarily not so much fun, but they're like, um, like we had an uh, audience a couple nights ago. They were just weird. And then it's like, you know, they weird and they all weird. And so you just get in there, you like, you get weird with them. You like, well, do y'all see y'all <laughs> so, You know, and they had an amazing time because it was so much of me just being me yeah. with them. Like, you know, trying to give them what I give. And it's like, but y'all weird. So, you know, it, it, audiences don't understand how important they are. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right, right, right. You know, a, a comedian really, you know, going, I'm going to dial it in or I'm really going to mess with you as a crowd. Yeah. So so take us back. Take us back to the beginning, like uh, the beginning, uh, the the start of Yamanika. Like where did, like tell us, how did you start to get into com- comedy? Like what was those, what were those steps or what pushed you towards the stage? My mother pushed me towards stand-up. Word? And... Yeah, my mother did. Now I'm I'm a lot older than everybody is here and is listening. That's why I got these plaques and to make myself look like <laughs> you know what I'm saying? like like my birth certificate had a, a 97, 95. That's when I graduated. I uh, I started I started doing stand up in Los Angeles. I'm not from LA. I'm from Maryland actually. What and, part of um, home? Wait, what, what part of Maryland? Maryland. Maryland. I, okay, so I stay Baltimore because you know. Okay, you know, okay. You know, but I was I was raised in Aberdeen, so. Hey, no, listen. I got a lot of people. You know, when I used to when I was doing the wire, I got a lot of people still back there from from Baltimore, Aberdeen, from Glenzie yeah. County, Glen Burnie. Oh yeah. my, all of that, all of that. Yeah, 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 yeah. No, everybody like especially from the wire. I just work with uh, Lawrence. Yeah, and, um, <laughs> that's yeah, my big this brother. This is our second time doing a sketch for. Um, uh, that damn Michael Chase show, which mm-hmm. I'm writing on this. Oh, congratulations! Uh, we just had Reggie. Thank on. Thank you, I appreciate that. We, we, yeah, um, we, we just had Reggie on a few uh, last month. That's my boo. Yeah, mm-hmm. we just had. Yo, he used to be a. I don't know if he wants to. No, tell the story. No, tell the story. He, tell the story. Oh, no, I was about well, to say there was a story to, there. I felt. I don't, want, I don't know if he wants people to know. It he used matter. to catch to me. He's like my little brother. Um, so he used to catch. I mean, before he became, you know, like he's blowing up now. He used to cat sit. He used to watch my cat. He <laughs> my cat ass. He was there with me. It. Reggie the cat sit. He was sitter. a whole thing flying over my it. cat. It was, you know, but Reggie is such a, he's such a cool dude. Like, you, I can't say anything wrong about him. He's just somebody that's like, every time you see him, you just have like a smile on your face because he's just such a fun dude. You Absolutely. Know? So, Absolutely. Shout out to him. Yeah, man. Uh, okay, okay. So you said you said your mother started to push you towards, and you said you started you started in L.A. So give us the time and the people that you were around. Like set set it up for us. Like, because I because because uh, every time Betty I hear White it, and Red Fox. That's <laughs> what I, <call> <laughs> so, I can't. I can't. I can't. Well, hey, I mean, I'm about to say they say black don't crack. I mean, you know. Yo, you know what I'm oh saying? My I was God. in a couple of episodes of what's happening. But, um, <laughs> Will you stop? <laughs> <laughs> That's not true. But when people go look me up and like, wow, look at my... Um, she was on a guy next to a lion. <laughs> there's a little bit of a beat before that because before I got into doing stand-up, I was in theater. So I'm classically trained mm, as an actress. A you know, So I have that background. And that's what I was studying. I moved to Los Angeles to go to a performing arts conservatory Fire. you know high school conservatory out there and so at the time my mother was living there 
she got addicted to doing stand-up. She was like really excited about it. Ooh, that could have went either something. way. Mm-hmm. That statement could have went either way. I was I was scared. <laughs> <laughs> like she got addicted to it. I was like, what? Oh, stand-up, thank stand-up. God. Ooh, yeah, no, no, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, she got addicted to stand-up. She, got, she was really excited about doing it. And she just thought I had the aptitude to do it. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I didn't at first. I just thought it was so, like, low brow, you mm. know, like I just thought it didn't have any, you know, I'm studying like I'm about I'm to say you're, you're studying, theater. you're studying Shakespeare and all of that. And they want you to go up yeah, there and crack right. jokes. And the most, the most I had ever gotten into the form of like comedy is like when I, when we would study like Commedia dell'arte, right. Mm. And when we study all the different forms. So other than that, it's like, I don't want to, I'm like, I'm going to act. So it took a little bit of prompting from her. Um, my my senior year in high school, they offered stand up as an elective, hmm. and my mother was like, "Yeah, they offered it as an elective." She's very spiritual, you know. She's a minister now. At the time, she wasn't, but my grandparents uh, were pastors, so I like pretty much am a PK. I'm about to say, so, you early know, PK. You know how you know that, that is. Yeah. <laughs> if anybody knows, unfortunately, if, if anybody knows who that how that is, unfortunately, we know how that is. <laughs> you already know, so. Yeah. As soon as, as soon as God starts to put a few things out that make sense, they're right. like, oh, well, you know, you know, so she was just like, you should try it. Like God brought this into our life mm-hmm. for a reason. And, and I did, I auditioned. I won't bore you with the story. It's kind of gross, but I got in. <laughs> well, now I want to hear it. She said gross. I, I want to like, hear oh, Wait a minute. Gross? It was gross. Gross, it, it keeps gross was, not gross, but I mean, those are the words I'm using. It, I, I bombed the first time, the first section of it. Okay. And then I, I did a recovery and it felt good to have people laugh at me versus people like hating the mm-hmm. things that are coming out of my mouth. <laughs> <laughs> and then, then I was like, oh, I think I can do this. And I did. And my first comedy teacher was uh, Norman, Norman Cohen. Oh. And he was one of the professors at my school and he was like really, really great. And I did my first open mic at 16. Well, not open mic. I did my first showcase at 16 at, in the belly room of the comedy store. Mm-hmm. Oh wow! And um, you know, they were like, "You should just go start doing Sundays on, you know, doing the lotteries on Sunday." And I started doing it. So I started stand up when I was sixteen. Damn. And I'm like, you know, old enough to be everybody's auntie. <laughs> That's the age I am now. When people are like, "Oh, oh, auntie!" All the people that follow me, are like, "Oh, you my auntie!" And I'm like, "Listen, unless I'm having sex with your uncle, please don't call me your aunt." <laughs> Yeah. Has there ever been a young man who you was like eyeing and he hit you with the auntie and he was like, sir, Lord. Mm, mm, just bask in it for a minute. Mm. Just bask in <laughs> it for a minute. So, yes. so how important, I always want to ask this to comedians all across the board, but specifically to, you know, black women comedians, how important has advocacy or self-advocacy been in comedy for you and your journey? Well, I mean, there's a lot still that needs to be done, Um, especially with black female comics, because, you know, comedy is sort of a male dominated thing anyway. So there's room for men, mostly white men, but, Mm. you know, there's there's room for men. They make some space for white women, but then every other group of women has to find their way. And it's always like one one person. So, you know, I think with black women. We try to find our way to um, express our individualism, mm. you know, and that we're not all the same. You know, you mm. could have Miss Pat, you could have me, you could have 
Nicole Byer. They think we're all the same person and it's we're completely not. Completely different, different sets of comedy. Going on aesthetic, you know, like we're big, we're big women, you know. Or in the business of, of stand-up, it's like you get one person and then everybody's like, that's the person. And that, you know, for for black female comics, that's the voice. So we don't all we don't get a lot of different voices and and that's the one thing that I think we definitely still have to work on because there's so many different voices uh, for men, especially white men. You can you got the quirky oh guy, you got oh the hot guy, you got the oh guy, you got the. So it's like you get to see all these different perspectives, but still with black women, it's like a very narrow perspective that not only do we get to share, but sometimes that you go, well, does the audience want any more than that? Because mm. for a long time. When I would get on stage and I would start talking about stuff, you know, it would take a minute because I wasn't used to it either. Like, I would feel some kind of way about the audience feeling some kind of way. Mm -hmm. Like, they're like, well, how come these jokes aren't like this person? You know, technical stuff. Like, and and some people have watched my Netflix. You know, I did a Degenerates, which is completely, Mm -hmm. you know, raw and all that material specifically to be, you know, sex and da da da. So when people come see me, they're like, oh, I thought you were like all this sex and and all this other stuff. They see me and I'm like talking politics or I'm talking, you know, things that are going. And and it's like, you know, or I'm like (laughs) beating white people down with a stick. (laughs) It's jarring. It's, you know, and I and I understand it. But, you know, we just have to like kind of we have to kind of lay the course. So. Um, I'm with everything that has happened since the pandemic, we sort of got into like a mini race war all of a sudden yeah. mm-hmm. and people were very interested in hearing what black people had to say. Um, I think it opened up some good doors for, you know, black people to have their voice and black women to have their voice. Um, so, you know, I hope that answers the question. No, no, it definitely does. Uh, especially, especially because <clears throat> as you said, there's a lot of people with I mean, there's there's such a a narrow scope of what they consider for uh, black women, uh, for, for black women comedians. Uh, what what who were some of the people that you kind of looked to for uh, inspiration, like uh, different and, and it doesn't even necessarily have to be just comedians, especially now knowing that you're an actress and. It's so crazy because now you telling me that you're an actress, I can see on stage. I'm like, okay, the stage presence, I automatically catch mm-hmm. it. There's something different. Right. There's something different about people who are trained in theater that mm-hmm. know how to conduct a crowd that other people don't. You know, you see a lot of comedians just stand there with the mic and the jokes, but you know how to conduct the crowd. You give you give a certain energy. But anyway, uh, who are some of the people that you kind of looked up to? Uh, uh, comedians and otherwise, and uh, and and how many of them are women? You know, like how many women did you did you have? Because again, like you said, the 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 scope is very narrow. Good question. Yeah, I mean, I was fortunate that I had, you know, my family was into everything, so it, it wasn't so much um, like maybe actors or comedians that moved me. As much as like, weirdly enough, like music moved me. Mm. Um, you know what I'm saying? Like I could, you know, it it would put me in a vibe to like. I don't know. It's hard to explain, but like even like when I'm writing, I keep some type of music. There's an undertone of the energy to music that, um, 
you want to translate, mm-hmm. you know, through your, like, you want to take that music and you want to lift it through your body, through your, how, how can I translate this into words? How can I translate yes, this into yes. words or spirit? So, you know, it was a lot of that. I mean, I watched a lot of cartoons. I grew up in the 80s. So, you know, I'm a cartoon. So maybe none of the people that inspire me are even real. <laughs> like, I, you know, like Inspector Gadget. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? The like, God. Stuff like that. Um, you know, but like, like corny, like maybe corny old play. I used to watch Barney Miller with my grandfather. I didn't know what the hell yeah, was going on. But uh-huh. Like he was deep into it. And, you know, all those. Then we watched In the Heat of the Night and all those characters. It was, you know, and I was somebody that like, until I was 10, I talked to myself. Like I was weird. So, you know, and it was a lot of praying going on in my house. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Because they was like, oh, them demons. You know what I'm saying? I had to stop watching the Care Bears because my grandma thought I was going to kill her. So, you know, <laughs> it, was a lot of, it was a lot of dysfunction. I don't know if I was lifting it from anybody as much as I was lifting it from my Ooh. old damn head. Yes. Um, But, you know, it, there, there's so much inspiration to see. And, and the thing about me is I don't really watch people because I feel like, like, I have friends who perform stand-up, like, famous, amazing friends. I, I can't tell you who's special I watch. Because you start to receive people's spirit. You know, mm. you start to watch stuff, and you get in your spirit, and then, you know, I always tell people, like, don't study comedy, like, watch somebody over and over and over again, because then you just become that person. Mm-hmm. It's more like trying to get the foundation of what it, what it means to do stand-up, and then develop who you are. So over time, you know, I just developed into being able to communicate the way that I communicate to the world. So when I go on stage, it's the reason why it seems like I'm talking to the crowd is because I'm going up there with the stuff I already know I'm going to do, but it's all, it's just all the stuff that's like in my head. And it, and it's however I give it to you, it's like I'm having a conversation with a friend because these are the same things I would say to a friend like, oh, this happened, that happened, this happened, this happened. So it's like a friendship. You know, that's why I was saying the audience is so important also because it's like, if I don't mess with them like that, you know, you got a friend. I'm about to say, it it dictates how you tell that story. Exactly. Yeah. It all changes. The more, the more I'm invested in you, the more I like you, you know, the more I want to engage with you as an audience, it's just better, you know, for you. And people might, you know, think that's selfish. (laughs) (laughs) But I mean, it's, it, it, I, you know, I'm at an age where I just, I want to go on stage and I, I don't want to be tired of, of, of my material. I want to be happy. I want to be excited. Mm-hmm. I want to tell you, you know what I'm saying? I want to be giddy about it. And I only want to give it to you if you want it. If you don't want it, then you don't want it. And I'm just going to give you whatever I'm supposed to give you. Are we still paid. talking about comedy here? Hey, 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 relax. That was, relax, relax. Martel yeah. is on the line. My Martel neck, is on the line. Relax. My, that was the, that that felt like cognac. If that's, what, <laughs> that's what, if that's what cognac feels like, give me a sip. <laughs> but we're back. Everybody blame Drew. I want you right now. To st- I want you to take your phone out wherever you are. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Wherever you are, I want you to take your phone out and prop it up. Amen. I uh-huh. want you to reach your hand forth at your phone. And I want y'all to pray that Drew gets it together. Amen. Hey, Drew, pray, pray that Drew, our engineer, gets it together, Lord, and doesn't have us interrupt our interviews and conversations, Lord, with Yamanika, Lord, mm-hmm. as we're sitting here trying to get to know her better, <laughs> trying to get her to introduce herself to the audience. <laughs> Shama, hey. <laughs> we're coming back from a natural laugh. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. That's so great. Yamanika, you keep me in stitches. Oh, Jesus Christ. 
Goodness Christ. Goodness I want to ask you, are there any are there any crowd you've performed in front of as of late where it's like the laughter you feel is kind of like performative? It's like like you wouldn't laugh at this at any other time. Like you feel like people are like now coming to like black comedy shows or seeing black comics now a part of this like social uh, uh awakening? Justice, so, social awakening. <laughs> Well, you know, I'll, I'll say this. Number one, and can they pull the camera down? All I see is your eyeballs. I got Thank good, you. I got good color eyes. Like browns. Um, Mouse relax. Okay. <laughs> here's the thing, like, and, and I hope this changes. Only when it comes to black comedy is there a, a divide, mm. right? Because everybody else gets to do whatever the hell they doing. And then it's like, Urban comedy, mainstream comedy. You know, I can't curse, so you know, just imagine. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we, we had we had lo- we had lost sound for a bit, but then you came right back. Yeah, in, so and we actually got a chance to catch the the actual meat and potatoes of that. But yes, I definitely understand what you mean. It, it's I think it's tricky now, right? Mm-hmm. Um, kind of getting to what you were talking about, Mouse. Like it's a, like the people who are trying to uh, take in our our. Or, or even set up situations for us to create right. certain things feels very performative. Even, even for example, the play. Right? Mm-hmm. We talk, we talk about the play. I, I so uh, just, just for a little context, I just got finished doing a Broadway play called Thoughts of oh, a Colored. Congratulations! Thank you, thank you. Called uh, Thoughts of a Colored Man. And mind you, this season He's of clearly Broadway, the more successful uh, podcaster of the two of us. Please uh, track karaoke. Oh, <laughs> I'm about to say, hey, listen, Mouse Jones' cup runneth over. (laughs) (laughs) He is fine. He is fine. You getting work in your name, Mouse? You need to be thanking the Lord right there. (laughs) Roba Sata. Come on, Lord. Lord. Yes, Lord. My Lord. Lord, Lord. I don't even know what a job application (laughs) looks like. I tried to help my mother the other day. I said, I hit a friend up. I said, I said, yeah. I said, yo, could you hook my mother with a child? I said, yeah. He said, just do the application for I said, oof. Oof. Don't even know how to do that. Well, <laughs> you need a W. What? Y'all definitely doing better than me because I, this is how old I am. I got to put on a thing to see how much oxygen I got my blood. What so, is that? <laughs> let's not even get started on that. <laughs> Nah, yo. Okay. She got the yo. I've been checking my blood oxygen levels yo. since we started because it's touch and go. Now, yo. now, so, mess with, look, now you know oh. I couldn't be in your house because that'd be right. That'd be wrapped around a bag of chips. You're like, this is not a chip <laughs> clip. <laughs> this is not a bad clip, mouse. This is the last time, mouse. You gotta go. Yo. This is oh. why we couldn't work. We, I could not. Oh, you could not God. be my cougar. Because oh, no, I would have no, no. killed you. No. You would have been like, what? I'm not a cougar. I'm not a cougar. I'm a slaw. A slow-ass slaw. A slaw? Okay. <laughs> I'm telling you right now. You'd be like, I'm mouse. Not, just... I, don't, I ain't jumping through nothing. I ain't crawling on nothing. I ain't I'm not nothing. telling you. I'm still on the couch. I'm going to play this switch. And I'm going <laughs> to do everything else that right. And I'm going to it. Everything that and I'm an itch. Rhyming. Yeah, I'm an and itch I'm an is itch. the craziest okay. part. <laughs> <laughs> okay, okay. So I just, I just branded myself the worst ever. Like if I was trying to get some young cats, I'm like, yeah, I'm an old song. Well, you ain't gonna. You definitely <laughs> gonna. Get, 
You definitely ain't gonna get them calling us the young cats. Dude. Oh jeez. Hey, what y'all young cats <laughs> over here doing? <laughs> Nothing, ma'am. I mean, you can you can see the Kango. I can expect a, a That's young cat. At this at this age, at my big grown age, if if a uh, if a uh, a mature woman said, "What y'all cats over here doing?" Authorities, <laughs> authorities, police, well, police, help! <laughs> Whoever she is, come get her. Yo. Oh my god! So so okay okay so now you know you're still we're still run, running around we're still gigging we're still uh, doing whatever and whether whether things nowadays are performative whether the things mm-hmm. that they set up are performative or mm-hmm. the laughs could be performative mm-hmm. it's still a very it's it's still comedy especially is still a very thriving uh, community not only community mm-hmm. it's it you know people. People are still out here getting it. Yeah, so big, who are some? Business. Yeah. So who who are some of the people? I know you say you don't watch a lot of comics, but again, you have a lot of friends that are comics. Who are some of them that you yeah. that you really see on the come up right now that are really getting it? Like some that you really really bang with uh, with how they moving. I mean, once I start naming one, and I don't name them all. Oh yeah, that's somebody true. Somebody gonna write me. That's a fact. Somebody gonna write me and be like, "Oh, girl, you didn't." Oh, see for that? real? Don't worry about that. Don't no, nobody me, listen me, to our podcast except for a million couple people. You know, that's it. Well, let me just <laughs> say this. Let me let me answer the question this way. Okay. Um, because right because right off the head, like you know, obviously I'm working on Michael Che's show. He's been, you know, really inspirational in my shout life. Out, shout out to my boy you know, Che, man. That's my guy. Really good dude. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know, give up. No, no problem. You know, I'm, I'm uh, I think I can announce that Amy Schumer has a new show coming out. I'm supposed to be on. I'm not supposed to be. I'm on. I taped it, but I don't know if we've announced it yet. Hey, but you know, so I, congrats. But her, I have a lot of people. I have a lot of comics in my life who are really good to me. Jeff Ross is good to me. Mm-hmm. David Tell is good. You know, um, Leslie Jones is good to me. So it's Ooh. just like I have a lot of like Donnell Rollins. You know, when I start naming God. people, then it's like I don't want somebody to be like, well, bitch, I, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So I didn't want that song. But I will say this. It, you know, what I think is good about comedy now and spaces is like there are spaces for everybody to enjoy what they enjoy. I agree. So like I might not necessarily be you guys is demo, right? But you know, like, who, who am I? You know, but <laughs> to have that space, to even have that space where you know guys can get together or your demographic can get together and vibe, and it doesn't mean that there's no other space for people who may not be a part of this demo. Mm-hmm. So that's what I like is that comedy is sort of making it a space <clears throat> for everybody to enjoy it. I agree. So. You know, and we didn't have that. You didn't have a place to go if you was young and hip mm-hmm. back in the day. You know what I'm saying? You didn't have a place to go <clears throat> if you were like maybe a middle-aged woman and felt isolated and not taught. Everybody got some place to go. <laughs> and that's the blessing and beauty of where comedy is right now. Yeah, mm. I agree. I like that. I um, I, I want to ask this before we get out of here. Um. It's just something on my mind. That's why I, I, I love to be in a space where my job is learned <laughs> to ask questions because then I don't have to feel weird no more. Um, but I do want to ask, Is since everything happened with uh, Monique a few years back, have black women felt like, have y'all felt like the, there's a thin line or has like the line been drawn in the sand or was that kind of like a linear, very like specific thing to Monique? Or like, did everyone feel like, 
whoever side you took in that matter, you know, there, there's been like a ripple effect since. Well, you know, I try not to address the, the Monique issue because I felt like... Oh, then you don't got to... Yeah, we'll cut, the, we'll cut it then. No, you don't have to cut it. Oh. I'm going to address it. I keep it real. Okay. <laughs> and we love it. I didn't, ad- I didn't address it then because I just had my Netflix. So, I, you know, anybody try to mess up their bag. <laughs> Talk about and, it. And, and number two, I didn't necessarily care for Monique because when I got booed on Showtime with the Apollo, she was the host and I didn't, I didn't care for her vibe. Mm-hmm. But she's also a hometown girl. So I just, I was like, instead of me putting my opinion out when I don't really care for her from my experience with her and I know about my bag over here at Netflix, I don't want to be a part of the conversation and not giving the real. Mm-hmm. Now some mm-hmm. time has passed. I spoke to the Lord. We are. Is everything y'all laying on the plane over there? Everybody two and two. <laughs> no, I'm here. I'm here with you. I'm here with you. Answer what y'all trying to wrap up. I mean, no, no, we're still here. We here with you. Grubhub, so I can't. I can't. Jesus Christ. I'm here with you. What? Hold on. I'm about to say because I'm about to order some Grubhub too. That that just that just. We have to get and get you something nice. Get you something. Get some cat too. Yeah. You know what I'm saying. Yeah. So, I um, what I think is, it depends on what black woman you ask, right? Because you got black mm. women of thriving. You okay. got Nicole Bay out here killing. Miss Pat out here got her own show. Tiffany Haddish is considered the the god of black female comedy right now. <laughs> Yo, Jesus Christ! For her thing. You got Janelle James out here. You got you got so many black women that's thriving. Leslie Jones. Mm-hmm. You got so many black women that's thriving and surviving off of stand up. You'd have to ask me. Somebody who looks at how long I've been doing stand-up, how funny I am. Do I think I have the breaks and opportunities I should have gotten? Do I think sometimes when I keep it too real and keep it too focused on conversation about inequality and inequity with black people and stuff, have I felt like I pigeonholed myself or stopped myself from getting certain opportunities? Absolutely. But at the same time, I'm also blessed that in, in whatever I may think is holding me back that the opportunities of an audience and having access to people in this world and how much access we can have to people without having to necessarily go through gatekeepers anymore yeah, yeah, yeah. gives yeah. us an advantage. So um, do I think Netflix should have offered um, Monique more than they offer her? Absolutely. Do I think that they only question, like, I think the problem was people only question why she thought she was worth that much because she's a black woman and people already don't think black women deserve whatever mm-hmm. they think we deserve. But, you know, in terms of her, her, her legacy and what she's done in comedy and her stand-up and her repertoire, of course they could have offered her. I mean, you offer a cast $20 million. You can't give her like $3, 4000000 million. Talk about it. Talk about it. You know what I'm saying? So, you know, and, and that, you know, so that's the reality of that. Um, but hopefully we'll get to a place one day where we don't have to worry about getting a bag and getting a check from somebody and 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 when they don't offer us what we deserve we feel like we got to make us think about it yeah we can just get what we deserve from the people that support that us the people and be where we need to be talk about it talk about it that's just how you answer a damn question all right i got but just just before we leave i, I just want to ask one more question you know uh because we spoke about it in the beginning i just want to bring it back around um mm-hmm. just just now, just at, with especially with all of the the amazing talent that you've just named, you know, I, it still feels like, as you said, there's still a lot of work to be done. But seeing from where we come from, seeing from where we started in comedy to where we are right now, do you uh, 
what is your what is your feelings about the spaces that are being opened up for black women comics and and where do you see us being where do you see us going in the next five ten years with it i mean i you know i see a lot of people out here especially black women um being unapologetic about the content that they're putting out Mm because you know it it can be a pushback I get it a lot because, you know, uh, white people love to come to my page after they haven't seen me on something. And, I, you know, they I don't know. They think I'm Nell Carter. So, you know, a lot of it is like, you know what I'm saying? They think I'm getting me a break. And, baby, you know, and they oh think I'm getting And then when they see what's really happening, they go, they go, uh-oh, well, let me, let me take my follow back. So I've gotten even better with that. It's like, I always let people know, listen, you can come here as much as you want. I'm giving you com- comedy, but also you're gonna get social commentary over here. Mm-hmm. You, you're getting it all right here, and I'm and I want to create a space where it's comfortable, where I don't have to, I don't want to have to choose, yeah. right? I don't have to choose like, do I talk about these things that are going on in the community, or do I make people laugh? I want to be able to do them all. So I think everybody's sort of like making their way, making their conscious effort to be more conscious and talk about it through comedy. Um, and, and then also you just got some people, black people are just, black women are just, they just like fun and like yeah. adorable and like do whatever they want to do. You know what I mean? Like you see Nicole, Nicole ain't, you know, she gonna host her show, honey. You know, she gonna give you a, uh-huh. she's giving you a, a, you know, like smile and effervescence. And she's like, I don't have to be bogged down with all this other stuff. Like what I'm giving is fun and fast and quick. And, and 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 everybody's just loving it. So I love that that's happening. I love that there's so many different spaces. And you know, in in ten years, you know, comedy also moves fast. So you don't know what little girls are. You know, that's what I'm saying. You know, exactly. 10 years old now, fifteen years old. They they about to be twenty twenty five and feeling they vibe and coming whatever. Because these girls behind, like two generations behind me, them girls was ready to go. You know what I mean? <laughs> Like they didn't already. I don't know who, what dolls they were playing with because they look like they already got. They a lot of them like, well, I got. I'm gonna get my kids. I'm gonna get the man and a career, and I'm 14. You know, I'm like, what? You know, because we wasn't moving. We wasn't moving like that in my generation. I'm definitely Generation X. We was moving slow as hell. We was sitting down watching Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure, mm-hmm. smoking pot, <laughs> you know, and dodging church. That's what we were. And that's why you got your generation behind us crazy because, you know, we was their parents and we checked out. Mm. (laughs) Yeah, Monika, you are literally the greatest guest we've ever had. Um, And I'm saying I don't care how nobody feels. That's the greatest guest. We have to do this live. We have to do this in person. Absolutely. Like, we have to do this in person so we can, like, black laugh. We're like... (laughs) Yes, I can't wait for that. Where you're in L.A. or you're in New York? I'm in New York. Hey. Okay. Come, on yeah. Come on. Talk about it. That's East Coast oh, vibes right there. I'm so offended. I'm so offended. Uh, tell the people, in the meantime, until you get here and we are in person, a live episode with Habibi. Son, a live well, I'm episode, not even going to talk about that it. That would be fun. I can already live. see it. All right, yeah. We might have to do that yes, for a live show. Exactly. Um, But in the meantime, between time, tell the people where they can support you, where they can follow you, all that good stuff. Yes. Well, you can follow me. Everything is at Yamanika. I keep it very, very simple. I do a live YouTube show every Wednesday at 8 p.m. if you want to watch. Mm-hmm. Um, I have a podcast. I'm always doing stand-up. I'm somewhere. Follow me on Instagram for my dates. Um, I think the 21st of 
February, I'm going to be in Addison, Texas at the Improv. I think that's the exact date. I'll figure it out. But um, any anytime you want to see me, be a part of my vibe at Yamanika. Love it. I Thank love you it. so much. And like I told Thanks, you, guys. I can't wait to do this live. For you guys at home, y'all know us already. I, I'm really tired of doing... I'm not doing the outros no more. We're not doing the outros no more. We're going to treat it like the Patreon. Y'all been here for three years already. Like, Stop. Job. Don't feel... Don't, Bye, Because there's somebody who's... Who, this is their first this time. This is their first listening. time? Come on. You got you to gotta have the Michael Jordan <sighs> mindset, child, baby. I don't, child, I don't have that no more, Listen, child. ladies and gentlemen, for thank you guys for tuning in. Thank you guys for... <laughs> Checking in with us to, for guys next door, man. Um, and just as just as Mouse was not going to say, uh, if this is your first time listening and you are listening on whatever podcast, please make sure you like and subscribe. If you have any questions, you have a something you want us to answer, make sure you hit us up on guysnextdoor123 at gmail.com. And make sure you find yourself a home church, okay? Now you want me to oh, talk, wow. now I'm going to talk. Oh, wow. That's the problem about this generation now. Don't nobody got no home church. Yeah. You don't got nowhere to go and hear a good robot you don't have that in your life. They, you don't they, have they, that. They, they, can, they, can probably, they could probably get that on Patreon.com. They get that Patreon.com, uh-huh. Bodega Baptist. Guys, yeah, yeah, the Bodega we, Baptist. I'm, I'm always preaching a good sermon over there. <laughs> Last week, the message was, don't eat the Taco Bell wing. Oh, uh-huh. Shama. It's a spirit of it's confusion. A, talk about it. <laughs> we don't know if it's a leg <laughs> or thigh. <laughs> it's confusion, Father. <laughs> Help, <you. laughs> Help us. <laughs> Help the generation <laughs> that released <laughs> the Taco Bell wing. <laughs> We've gone too far, Father God. But in you, <laughs> we can always <laughs> come home. <laughs> yes, Lord. Yes. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Father, be a laxative, Father. Father, be a Tums. <laughs> Father, be a Pepto Bismol. Father, be a new GI track. <laughs> yes, Lord. For the 45 plus. Hallelujah. Eating Taco Bell wings. <laughs> Knowing your digestive system My already don't work up, well. Oh. <laughs> Jesus, be a father. Be a Tums, father. <laughs> we'll see y'all next week. <laughs> <laughs>